0: 18 years old. I am a, well, in the process of becoming a personal trainer as well as um, a bodybuilder and I guess just an overall fitness enthusiast, you could say.
1: So, how did this all start? Where did you begin? Did you, were you obsessed with it? Or was it from childhood? Like, tell me about that.
0: Um, I guess both. I started when. My well, my family was always very active and into fitness. So I kind of got some of that from them. And I actually started surfing and I would compete in surf competitions. But after that, I kind of realized competing wasn't really for me. So my dad took me into the gym and I enjoyed it a lot. And then eventually he was like, Alright, so you seem to like this. Do you want to pursue it? And I ended up finding a personal trainer and um, working with him for three years and really just learning a lot about fitness, health, nutrition, training, all of it, and that's kind of how it all started for me.
1: The really deep rabbit hole of like, what's the best method, The uh, you know, diets, different diets, you know, it's, it's always changing. And so, how do you keep up with everything?
0: Um, probably, I see a lot of different things through social media and <laughs> a lot of it I kind of like disagree with and then there's a lot of it that I do agree with but honestly the best diet is one that you can really just adhere to and one that you can and overall it's healthy for you and it's healthy from a mental aspect so you're not like constantly killing yourself over your food and you're not constantly having this like attachment to food um and also making sure that you're getting whole nutrient-dense foods in but i would say that probably is overall in my opinion the best way to go about a diet
1: and when did you you started like did you start was it just like you wanted to be a bodybuilder and that's where you went or lifting or like how did that work
0: Yeah, I actually wanted to start mostly just because I'd always loved muscle and I wanted to have more muscle. But once I started, once I had a coach, he introduced me to bodybuilding. And from there, I was like, wow, I really, really want to do this. This is super cool. And so I got into it. And then I want to say after about a year and a half of training, I actually competed in my very first figure show. And from there I kind of decided okay the stage isn't necessarily for me but the training and everything is for me so I still consider myself a bodybuilder because I do I train mostly like a bodybuilder but I just don't really like the whole being on stage aspect of it okay so
1: that's very interesting because you know not competing like how does that keep you going because like for me i always need a kind of like an end goal or like something to hit no right because you're just training to train i mean like i'm i would be that way just train to train but that that is just it's such a different aspect like of someone doing it that way so
0: why why that way that's a very good question (laughs) um I per- I've i just kind of found out that I'm not a competitive person really at all. I When there's competition around me, I kind of like shut down and I just don't feel, I don't enjoy it at all personally. I'm always trying to just focus on bettering myself. So for me, um, training with no specific, it's not that I don't have a specific end goal. I don't have a goal to compete, but I do have a goal to you know, continue to get stronger in the gym, to put on more muscle, to become better at uh, learning my body and uh, learning how to diet. Just things like that are kind of what really motivate me. But it's definitely different, especially when people ask you like, oh, what do you do? And they see you in the gym and it's like, uh... <laughs> I consider myself a bodybuilder, but then they're like, well, don't you compete? And it's like, no, I don't. I just really like the training aspect of it. So honestly, just bettering myself with my training, my diet, and um, learning as much as I can to help others is really kind of just what has been my motivation.
1: So how, how is that going? Like, is it, do you find it exhausting or is it, you know, just day by day?
0: Um not too exhausting I would say it's can be kind of it's really a learning process I guess because through it I'm learning a lot about myself and then I'm learning a lot about how you know to work with other people overall but it's definitely not that easy because I find myself kind of going through like phases where I'm like okay I really know what I'm doing like I'm learning a lot I'm doing good like this is awesome and then I'll kind of hit a spot where I'm like oh like what's next what should i try to do next it's it's definitely different
1: (laughs) and you said you had a coach like i think that's like a huge thing like you know if you start off like finding yourself a coach like how how has that like changed your kind of viewpoint because like most people don't have coaches they just go out there trial and error and it's like
0: yeah i definitely think um I think you could definitely do it all on your own. I mean, the information is out there. You can always go to school for things. But personally, having a coach has been the best thing ever because not only was he able to just help kind of like find out what I really am interested in and really help cater to that, but I was able to learn so much from him in such a fast period of time that it actually saved me like a lot of time in school, believe it or not, just because of what I'm going to school for. There were a lot of things that he was able to teach me that I already knew. So I was like a big step ahead of the game, which was awesome. And I wanted to have a coach too, because I kind of knew that personal training was something that I wanted to get into a little bit. And um, just having a, you know, a personal trainer for yourself to see how they go about things how they would recommend you know for you to go about things that was super helpful for me so i feel like it's a good thing to do if you can afford it uh because it's definitely good to have somebody who supports you too especially when you don't always have other people in the gym
1: and like how did you find out you're passionate about this like this is the way you want to go because there's a lot of you know kind of like, oh, should I do personal training? Should I do that? Should you know, like, how, how mm-hmm. how's how's that for you?
0: Um, I think it kind of just came to me when I started to go into the gym and see people doing things that weren't necessarily right. Or I was like, oh, if they were doing this, you know, that would be better for them. Or they could really optimize their training if they were approaching it differently. Things like that is when I started to kind of notice around me, like. You know, these people could change things or try that it would work better mm-hmm. that's when I started to realize like this is something I really want to take interest in because I feel like I could really help people by doing it so I think that's kind of when it all started to um, become apparent to me but I also have always really just loved helping people no matter like whatever I could do to help someone I've always loved and enjoyed doing that it really just makes me so 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 happy mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Um, so how has like this like I don't know because every fitness person I talk to it always affects your kind of like social life does that happen to you or is that not, not nothing
0: yeah it does and it's funny you mention that because I've kind of noticed that trend too and I can't I don't know why it has to be such like a weird thing why people are like oh, you can't eat this? Like if you're on prep or something and you go out to eat and they're like, you can't eat that? Why they make such a big ordeal about it and don't just let it go? Or if they don't understand why you're training, I don't know. I don't really understand why it has to be such a big deal, but it has completely affected my social life. And I think it's kind of that way with anybody who's super dedicated to something because, you know, you can't always make it to events or you can't always – People just don't always understand it. But I would say it really affected me when I was in high school. I just finished high school, thank God. But it really affected me there just Terrible. because...
1: Terrible.
0: I'm, I know. Kids are always partying. So, you know, if you have the whole rule, like, I want to go home and get a good night's rest because I want to be able to hit it hard in the gym tomorrow, people don't really understand that at that age and honestly at a lot of ages they just don't get it and you know that's fine like you do you this is just how I like to go about things so honestly for the longest time and I would still say to this day I really only have like a handful of friends and those friends are not counting my family those friends are literally just the people that I'm friends with in the gym like probably three to five people that's really it so Thankfully social media has helped because I've met a lot of really cool people through the internet that are into fitness as well
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like it just opens like a whole new door And it's like Mm -hmm. I can talk to someone from France or I can talk to someone, you know from Brazil or from you know It's just like anywhere in America anywhere in the world pretty much And then it's just like it's so weird cuz it's like like oh, my God, like, we're all connected in this weird, strange way, and now we can connect to each other from hundreds of thousands of miles away.
0: Yeah, it's, I like it.
1: Yeah, and it's like, I'm talking to you, and I'm in Texas, and you're somewhere up north, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, how's that? That doesn't make any sense, you know? But what? what I know. And, <laughs> and it's like, you know, just meeting all these different people, like, I've been going on, like, you know, a Kind of mostly fitness podcasts, so it's just fitness competitors, and then people that are trying to do something. Um, but it's always interesting. Mm-hmm. So, how did you start? Like, like you know, like what what what, what do you see next? Like for you,
0: um, I'm not too sure. There are a lot of different things that I would like to do. I am currently uh, going to college. With a diet and nutrition major. So, I kind of would like to pursue that, but I know whatever I do in college, it'll have to be in the health and fitness field just because I love it that much. I'm definitely not somebody who's like going into college, wanting to have like a business major and then switch to an art major. Like, I would bet money that this is what I'll end up doing the whole time. So, I would say definitely continuing. Um, with my schooling, just because I actually really enjoy it. And I feel like it's so far helped me a lot with myself, my own health and fitness journey. And I feel like it's really going to help me to better help others on theirs. So I would like to pursue that. Um, As far as other goals go, I guess just my own personal training, little business that I'm trying to run. I would like to get that rolling more, um, because I don't have any clients yet, but I am starting to take on clients. So I would like to get that going and, um, not really much else. I am more since I don't really like competing. I don't feel like the stages for me. I actually enjoy doing some fitness modeling or just, I kind of enjoy any type of modeling, but I feel like that's more a long, kind of journey that you have to go through just like anything and um i guess the goal would be to start making more connections with people because i'm kind of shy so i don't really reach out often or i don't always try to make connections and i need to just force myself to get out there and start doing that
1: Uh, what i always say is just that you know if you're too shy to go ask someone for something, but it's like you know if you ask someone most likely they'll say yes most of the time or you get no's and it's just like it's a back and forth but it's always like you know as long as you're consistent and people will come to see you and people will come to see you it's like a I always say it's like a circus you know especially with anything like people just want to see something cool something new something they've never seen or read and it's like they want they, they kind of attract to people you know just like you you know you're you're starting off you're you're building a, a slowly an audience and people are like oh who's this? like i like you know i just started finding people I was like oh who's this oh my god I gotta have this person mm-hmm. on the podcast and <laughs> you know it's just like just keep on rolling the bar and then then maybe a lot of the listeners go to your instagram or your whatever cha- youtube channel if you have one you know it's just like this constant thing of more collaborations always better like I, i'm not a competition person i mean i used to be but I think I can still be, but it's I'm more of about collaboration, working with other people. It's always it's always much it's much better experience, you know, we're not trying to kill each other or hurt each other. It's right. It's like we're trying to help each other and like it's just a building something together,
0: yeah, I really like that way. I like that mindset because I'm the same way. I feel like i it's better to just work with others and help others because I know eventually, If you help enough people, you know, good things will come back to you and they'll help you in return. So, you know, there's karma.
1: (laughs) And like, like what all this, you know, learning and stuff, like how has that kind of changed your point of view? Because there's so many books, there's so many articles, like it's just just diving through. And then someone says, "This is," you know, it's like this says, oh, that doesn't work. This doesn't work. And then you're like, they all contradict each other at a certain point, um, mm-hmm. you know,
0: cause it's, yeah, it's definitely hard because there's so much out there that you don't, I mean, if I didn't have a coach who was very knowledgeable and was based on like, okay, you know, this is how it should work because this is how the human body works, just like a general way of putting it if I didn't know and learn those from the start, I would probably be so far off and deep into the fitness industry and lost just like a lot of the other things out there that I wouldn't even know what to do. So I'm so happy that I just, you know, found someone who's very knowledgeable and taught me how to kind of look for what, honestly, what makes sense, you know, and things like that, because there are so many things that you'll see out on the internet, like girls with six packs, You know, talking about these carb blockers that they take to look this way after they have like a giant cheat meal or something. And it's like, no, no, that's not okay. (laughs) That's not how it works. And so like, you know, I would probably fall into that like, oh, really, that sounds awesome. Let me spend my money on that and try and do that if I didn't already know or didn't learn mm-hmm.
1: through school. <laughs> and it's like you know come on like like, like, if you know nothing you're going to get baited into some, right some terrible thing that doesn't work or like it's a placebo effect and you know you think it is working and you feel like it's working because you think of it and it's like you know there, there's real science to all these supplements, science to all these things and if I don't see evidence I'm like oh so You know, I have a, I call them skeptical, skeptical hippo eyes. I start going like this, like, really? That's what you think? (laughs) Like, that's not, that doesn't make sense. You know, that supplement, you're telling me that does that. For real? It's going to turn me, it's going to give me, like, a six pack and like, 30 days? Are you serious? No, no, (laughs) I don't think so. But it's, yeah, it's like, you know, and it's like, oh, what does it say? And then you have to look into the research. And most people just look at the article or look at whatever it says on the website. And it's just like three or four sentences you know for performance for you know this and that it doesn't say anything about what's in it you and you have to look through like click three links then you get to the page with what's inside and then you you don't even know what it is and then you gotta look up the specific chemicals and the the what what is that what does d12 do what what does you know it just like all its questions and all these questions kind of like you know don't get answered ever and you're like no
0: exactly and i mean sorry, this is fine. I'm sponsored by a supplement company, but I'm going to be the first to tell you like you don't need supplements necessarily to, you know, achieve your goals. You can use certain supplements, uh, to help eventually like really optimize your training. But if you're looking at a pyramid. The very bottom of it, the greatest part is just going to be like your diet and training. And then the very top portion, that like tiny little triangle, that's going to be when supplementation will come in and actually like help make a difference.
1: Mm-hmm. And supplementation so strange. The industry's changed. You know, new stuff comes out. And then I'm like, oh, my God. You know, because th- that's really for I call it, you know, it's for human optimization. It's always about getting the best or the better. It's like optimizing mm-hmm. you it's not it's not it's not there like if you take those and you don't do anything like it's not going to help um, exactly so you know do it if you can, you can do it without any supplements i've seen that before it's been done before it's just a way of like helping you better your body because you, your body is a, your bag of chemicals and when you're a bag of chemicals there's certain chemicals that benefit certain things you know And neurotransmitters and we're learning so many things about the brain and the mind and it's just it's just this kebab of like knowledge that we're 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 barely touching the surface and that surface is like uh what does that mean what does this mean and nobody explains anything to anyone like and then people get you know not to call out anyone but like it's just people get sponsored by certain companies and they probably don't even know that this is like one of those supplements don't, doesn't do what it says. It's not, it's not real. It's not, you know? And
0: yeah, I've seen it happen too. Just online. Like I've seen certain supplement companies get called out for lying about what's in their products. And then the athletes, a lot of the athletes too are like, Oh my gosh, like this is so embarrassing because they themselves didn't know. And you know, if, if they tell you, like, hey, this is what it is, this is what it is, and it's on the label, that's kind of what you're going to believe. So, yeah, it's always kind of – it can be sketchy, mm-hmm. especially when there are a lot of different things coming out. And if it sounds too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. So I just try – stick with the basics. I don't really get – I don't get too crazy at all, actually.
1: <laughs> like, are you are you one of those people that just has a one or two, like, I don't know people always switch around they're like oh I, I only do protein powder or like you know listen that and like you know you know stuff like that so does that affect you like do you when you look at a supplement do you do you how do you research it yourself
0: i usually will start by um just well it depends on what the supplement is but usually i'll just start by looking through like if it's a pre-workout for example i'll see how much caffeine is is in it. And then I'll see the other things they have in it and how much they have in it. Um, Just because a lot of like beta alanine, for example, in pre-workouts makes you super, it's that tingly feeling that you get. And whenever I get that feeling, I literally feel like I'm going to have an anxiety attack. So I cannot stand that feeling. And if the pre-workout has beta alanine in it, I will tell people, if you like the tingly feeling, you should take this. If you don't, don't take it because I don't like the tingly feeling and I can't take it unless I'm like on the verge of falling asleep and need, you know, a big burst of energy or something. But other than that, I usually just kind of look at everything that's in it and how much, because a lot of different things too, like branched chain amino acids, you want to make sure, I believe it's leucine. You want to have a greater amount of leucine than you do the other little aminos in there because that's what really helps continue protein synthesis so they're just kind of little things that you always want to make sure you're looking out for to see how much they have of it to because you could be fooled like if they don't have enough of certain things like oh is this even beneficial to my taking is it worth the money things like that
1: Mm -hmm. and over time how has your knowledge changed like did you start off like you know just following people and looking at other things that other people were doing Or was it more like, I'll do the research. I'm gonna read books, read this. Like, you know, how do you sort, sort through all of that?
0: I think it's been a little bit of both. I, thankfully, was never, like, super far off following something absolutely outrageous. So I've always kind of been following, you know, relatively knowledgeable people through the internet and just having a good coach who knows their stuff and also going to school. That's what's really kind of helped. So I've gotten now at this age, I'm more interested in reading books, reading articles, reading research papers, things like that. Anything I can get my hands on. I actually like to enjoy and read that type of stuff. Um, But yeah, I've never been super far off like following these outrageous detox diets or anything like that i kind of have always felt like those things were ludicrous <laughs> since i started i was like that just sounds i don't know just not out, okay
1: like, you just called out like half the people on, in the fitness industry because that's all it is it's all about detoxing it's all about you know this is
0: the best i know it shouldn't be that way though like somebody's got to do it you know
1: and I, th- I think it's because, you know, they- I don't think they understand the science. Like, like, you can get into fitness and just, you know, not really know anything about the science and just tr- trial and error, just trial and error, trial and error. And then you're like, supplements, oh, gosh, let me just add all this stuff that says it does this, I'll do it.
0: Right. And I mean anybody can work out eat healthy and look good you know so it's kind of like i feel like a lot of people are really just focused on getting a lot of money too and if you know you have a product that you can make sound like some magical pill or potion you know people will buy it and you look good so they're gonna think that you know you take it you look good i'm into that i'm gonna buy it when it's like no they may not even take it they may who knows they may take like performance enhancing drugs for all you know, or they may never have even touched the product and they just do it for the money because they don't necessarily care about like if people are what's in their best interest. Mm
1: -hmm. And like a lot of stuff is laced with the PEDs, you know, like certain things, you know, you know, they make them in China. So stuff gets mixed to other stuff. So it's not exactly what you're getting. And there's certain chemicals that are, Not labeled on there, so it's like you know, it just happens every every once in a while, and I always feel like you know they don't, no one explains the science. Like there's no one really out there, kind of explaining why these things don't work, and it's always like, ah, I mean you can find some people, don't get me wrong, just people that you know say, oh this is wrong, you know, like uh, I didn't know that chiropractic was a lie, and I was like, what? That doesn't seem right, and then I listen, I'm like. I don't know who to believe because there's too too many there's too many signs you know it's detoxing real. right it's like okay no but chiropractic is one of those ones that i've recently found that was you know i found out that who did the guy who the guy who made it and then it's just like it's all this electromagnetic healing and i was like what what are you talking about like you know it's like this doesn't make any sense and then you know i had someone breaking down for me i was like oh this doesn't make any sense like i can't believe you i mean like it's like it's just back and forth um but you know I, I i'm okay with those people doing what they do as long as because eventually eventually they'll be found out or the company will be found out the company's always i think the one that that is a kind of the most responsible because they're the, they're the one putting out the product and people get sucked in even those people who you know have hundreds of thousands of followers like oh my gosh i love this product because they felt like it did the thing it did when it really
0: right um, that's a very good point too yeah They definitely are probably the most responsible companies, I would say that. Um, It's hard, too, though, because, yeah, you just always have to be very skeptical, like you said, and make sure that you're not, uh, you know, getting yourself into something that could be sketchy. And honestly, it's one of those things where if you're if you have to think about it twice, just don't even do it because you don't even need it. Like with a proper diet, you're going to be totally fine
1: and then you know i I just think the supplement we're focusing too much on that so you know put something else on but you know the problem i have is when someone has like 30 supplements i'm like jesus and they're advertising all these 30 supplements i'm like that's way too many all right i i don't need to keep up with everything like i got this i got that like when they start having like literal capsule bottles and cans and big whey protein and then other protein powders and it just gets too crazy for me i'm like okay you're taking all this stuff for real i, I doubt you are taking all this stuff i really do because that would be literally you spend an hour of your day consuming <laughs> all these products you know right and it's like i bet you take like one or two of these and the rest are there for kind of show um, maybe use them every once in a while that's why I think, yeah. I think apparel is so much better because it's like, you know, you're just, I mean, even also that's bad because, you know, someone someone who's making that is probably in Indonesia. But, you know, you could find yourself in an ethical company like that. But
0: yeah, totally.
1: Yeah I, yeah.
0: I agree with you. I think apparel is better from that aspect. It's hard, too, because it's expensive. Mm-hmm. So it's like, would you really want to just... I mean, people don't know better than to not just spend their whole, you know, wallet on supplements. But it's like you'd probably do better if you invested in uh, spending money on food and training, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: uh, so how is the financial aspect of like training and everything for you? Because it's like it's it's a consuming because you got to always do you eat a lot more than a normal person? That's usually what I always ask first.
0: I think so. Well, I've always had a huge appetite ever since I was young. Like I have no issue downing food. And um, yes, because when I started training, I was super at first, I just always had a healthy diet and whatnot. And then I would track my calories. And then I got into counting my macros and adjusting them to my goals, things like that. But I've always ate a lot of protein. And I found I eat if I eat protein every single meal that's going to be, we'll just say meat, for example, I can eat a pound of meat a day. And that's when I was on prep and my protein was a little bit higher, but my mom was like, oh my gosh, Kira, this is ridiculous. I'm spending so much money on, you know, buying protein, buying turkey and chicken for you. Like, (laughs) this is so expensive and it is expensive. It's hard. Um, It is definitely (laughs) hard to eat healthy uh, for a cheaper price and to, you know, eat a lot of protein for a cheaper price. But if anything, I think it's worth spending money on things like that over supplements and anything else because what you put in your body is going to have a huge effect on how you perform and, you know, things like that.
1: And what, what do you follow? Like, are you a flexible diet or like what what is your specific way for yourself? Not not for anyone else because I always have to tell some anyone who right. listens is like, you know, oh, yeah, I'll do that. I'm like, it might work for you. It might not? It's like, it's like, exactly. Everybody is different. So just just take that into consideration if you try this. But
0: right. And I've whenever I first did my first ever little diet, I was very like strict to the point where I was eating like the same five meals pretty much every single day. And afterwards, it was awful. I was like, a huge rebound effect, and I just hated it. And then, for my prep, I was pr- actually pretty strict then too, and I did not like it at all. I wouldn't consider myself. I don't really like to use the term "if it fits your macros" because I feel like there's a lot. I don't doubt that it works or anything. I know it works. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying like to truly. Tr- and I mean, I don't know. It's hard to talk about this topic because people get so like you know, it works. Why are you bashing it? And I'm not bashing it at all. I don't have a problem with it, but I just feel like I believe in having a flexible diet and I have a very flexible diet, but I also really believe in trying to get as many nutrient dense foods in, make sure I'm hitting my fiber goals, make sure I'm getting enough vitamins, things like that. And truly benefiting from my food instead of just eating, you know, things like pop tarts 24/7. So, I guess you could consider myself a flexible dieter, but I mean, I eat a very healthy diet and then if I am having like really bad cravings and I really want something, I'm not going to sit here and fight it because I know what happens when I do that to myself. So, if it's like if it's an outrageous craving and I'm like really Kira, like you need to calm down, then I'll just have like a little bit of something, but I try to listen to my body and my mind because they're kind of in tune with each other Mm -hmm. so if my body's like oh you're hungry and my mind's like i really want some chocolate you know i'll have some chocolate and not try not to sweat it and not overdo it
1: Mm -hmm. and like how do you all those cravings like do they like what is it that you go to what's your go-to you like you like pancakes or you pop tart person i I don't know like
0: well (laughs) i have It's funny that I just said, (laughs) I have probably the biggest sweet tooth ever. Like I would be perfectly fine eating junk food 24 seven. That's why I say like, I always want something that I shouldn't have, but I enjoy healthy foods too. So I just try and focus on the healthy foods more. But if I could have like junk food all the time, I'd probably be eating a lot of like donuts, tons of donuts, (laughs) probably donuts, cookies, Dairy Queen, oh, I love it all. It's so bad. I wish I hated it all too, but mm-hmm. I don't.
1: That's true. That's, you know, you I think you're the first one I've met that you know has a real sweet tooth. Most of them have like maybe one one kind of section they like, you know, pancakes or you know something like waffles and stuff. And the rest, right. Candy bars. I hate candy bars. I don't like chocolate. Chocolate's the worst thing in the world. I had someone say that yeah. to me once, I was I was very disappointed. I was like, really, chocolate? Like you can't? I know. It's, it's the best. <laughs> Like me, use chocolate. And it's like, oh, if it's chocolate, this chocolate, that chocolate cake. You know, so long as Same. it has chocolate in front of it, it's like, I'm cool with that. But
0: right, I wish I could say I hate it at all, but I don't. I, I pretty much love it all.
1: <laughs> and like, are you, are you, like all this stuff? Like, how do you avoid it? Do you just kind of register? Is it your mind or is it your body telling you? I always ask that.
0: That's what I try. See, the thing is, is at this point, since I'm not in some crazy diet deficit or anything like that, my body is always well fed. So it's more just my head thinking like that would probably taste really good right now versus my body being like, you need the calories or you need that treat, you know? So I try to honestly shut my mind off more because even though my body and my mind, you know. I know how to listen to the both of them and they usually are telling me the right thing when I need it. But then again, if I see chocolate or I see a donut, my mind is going to be like, Oh my God, I need it. Or I want that. And I just try to, you know, like no Kira, you you're fueled up for the day. Like you have enough food in you, you're fine. And I try to kind of ignore what my mind tells me because I know that I'm well fed.
1: Mm-hmm. And then like, are you like, what, do you eat once a day, twice a day, three times, four times, seven times, 22 times? Like, How's that for you?
0: Um, I've, it always varies for me. Right now, I'm trying to eat probably like three meals a day because I don't – I usually will eat like six meals a day, six small meals a day. But I find that my digestion is just not on point when I do that. So personally, for me now, I'm trying to make – Make it so that I have fewer small or fewer larger meals throughout the day. So like three or four large meals versus six really tiny meals, and so far it's actually working out really well for me, and I'm enjoying it.
1: Mm-hmm. And as as far as training, how what is that? Is that like are you weights or are you doing like unconventional stuff, body movement? Like like what what is your kind of way of uh, training?
0: Um, I am. Mostly, I basically do all weight training. I would consider myself a power bodybuilder. So that's basically, I incorporate powerlifting and bodybuilding into all of my training. And all of my training starts with a compound movement, like a bench squat, deadlift, overhead press, something like that. And then I'll go into pretty much all bodybuilding type training, what you would classify as bodybuilding and i also i do incorporate cardio conditioning work just because i want to have good cardiovascular health and i actually do enjoy it even though some days it really can suck in the florida mm-hmm. heat cuz that's where i live so so what do you, but, what do you do for cardio um for cardio i'll do usually once a week i'll take just a walk like a 30 mm-hmm. minute walk 40 minute walk just cuz i enjoy it and it's a nice low intensity form of cardio. But then I try to do things like circuits. So my gym has an assault bike and um, a treadmill and sleds, things like that. So I'll try and do like a circuit with a medicine ball where I'm like throwing the medicine ball and then hopping onto the assault bike and then going into, you know, another movement and just kind of repeat a circuit or do things like that. And I prefer to do just like, Short, really high intensity things to get my heart rate going and just get it over with. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. And do you focus? Do you ever focus on like uh, functional strength rather than you know, than you know functional? Just do you focus on that at all or no?
0: Yes, I. This is something that I feel like. Well, actually, I've learned more about it. The term, I guess, functional fitness is kind of different to people like to me functional fitness would be considered like being able to squat to deadlift into overhead press just because when I think functional like those are the things that you do in everyday life but then again a lot of companies will promote like things like battle ropes and stuff like that as functional fitness and I guess it's kind of like I don't know how that's necessarily functional I think it's cool and all and I love battle ropes mm-hmm. but sometimes I feel like the term gets like that's interesting it's just different you know i I don't know i feel like functional is like
1: like something you use your every day i mean like squatting i think it's functional but like to a certain extent you know once you put once you you know because i you know kettlebells i feel like is more functional than squatting or using other things
0: uh right yeah i see what you're saying um i do incorporate a lot of i actually do do a lot of kettlebell work i enjoy kettlebells um But I definitely focus on, like I said, just doing, like, squatting, overhead pressing, and deadlifting because, like, this is kind of uncommon, but where I live, there are a lot of really, really old people, and they'll come in the gym, and they can't even change a light bulb. Like, they can't raise their arm over their head to change a light bulb. So, you know, the coaches in there will have them start to overhead press and learn the movement just so they can you know, be functional in the real world. So I try and make those my, like, functional movements um, because, you know, you squat and you deadlift, you pick things up off the ground and you put things up onto shelves, overhead press. You do things like that all the time. So I just make sure that I'm always doing those and, you know, reaching and achieving full range of motion and all of those movements as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And do you functional is such an interesting way of looking at because I, I never really thought about it you know i thought functional was like you know of course you said battle ropes i think that's somewhat functional i don't i don't totally buy into waving your arms around but i think it does does something i just think yeah working groups that you know back in the good old days that were worked you know like if you look at have a buddy he he, he was uh he he's a farmer or like he does something with agriculture so all he does is go out there pick chicken coops and like you know lift barrels and you know do i guess mailing where i don't know work like it's <laughs> like like old days work you know like when you know he, he looks he has functional strength like i could not lift that way i could never lift that bucket it weighs like you know 150 pounds it's not and the way he holds it is different than I would have ever imagined. He holds it like that. And I'm like, What the heck? Like you know, <laughs> most people just, you know, pick up a bucket like that or, you know. Right. And he does like all these weird looks like it's exercise for him, but it's, you know, work exercise. Like he's working as extra. I mean like not that exercise he's not work, but it's just very strange watching that. And then his body's a little different. It's like, you know, it's more natural. It's not it's not it's not built. Certain areas are not built, you know to, like, whatever you... Society standard of perfection, you know, not that large muscle. And then I think you start losing functional when you get a little too big or, like, you can't can't reach your back. If you can't reach your back, I'm like... Oh, exactly. You know, the, the dexterity and, like, you know, I get made fun of because I did yoga. I, I'll still... I'll do it again because, like, hot yoga is the best. I, you know, it's... it The way it makes your body feel, the way you can move, you know, I like, you probably... You probably don't think of it like when you your arms stretches this way it doesn't get that full range of motion and you know lots of uh you know you don't really do this that much so like you you get this like oh that doesn't feel right because you haven't done it before but your body's supposed to be fully kind of you know it's a machine the machine has to work and the machine has to move in different ways and it's like you know we don't do that that's why we stopped we stopped doing certain things like you can't can't twist your arm all the way around anymore you can't like over time that changed and i think that's such an interesting aspect of human you know anatomy and biology
0: right i think yeah stretching and flexibility is definitely important definitely has a big role
1: and do you incorporate anything like that or are you more like stick to kind of like the the i don't say the normal stuff but traditional kind of ways of doing things
0: right no, I do incorporate it. I start all of my workouts with some form of dynamic stretching, just moving just to warm up the muscles and get the joints moving through the full range of motion slowly before I start. And then towards the after my workouts or if I'm having like a rest day, I'll do static stretching, which is more like yoga-esque where I'll actually sit there and hold the position. And I do a lot of that stuff because I feel like it has really helped me with my recovery. I am not always as sore afterwards, and if I do dynamic stretching before my workouts, my lifts usually feel a lot better, I feel stronger, my body's already warmed up and moving. So, yeah, I think it's definitely helped me a lot, and it's something I try to incorporate a lot of, and honestly, I could be better about it too.
1: (laughs) Um, do you ever use like visual, I can't even say it, visualization? Is that something that you ever focus on? Because, like, you know, I think that's interesting, working on the mind rather than the body. Because if you visualize, you know, say you're going to lift, I don't know, whatever, you're going to bench 150. Uh, and that's like you've never done that before, and that's your first time. Do you do you kind of, like, visualize you moving the bar, just doing something that you haven't done before?
0: Yes, I actually do. I don't do it as often as I used to because at this point I've gotten a little bit better about knowing how things are going to go for my training session. I've just gotten better at predicting it but I do envision myself getting the lift or even before I was going to compete I always envisioned myself like on the stage doing my routine. That's how I always thought about it. So I definitely do visualize things like that. Um, It helps me but I think what helps me more is honest, or what has helped me more is just spending more time in the gym and learning my body and how I respond to different forms of training and just knowing while I'm training, like, okay, this feels like it's going really well, this weight's going to fly up. And then, you know, sometimes I will visualize it, like I'll make sure I go through all the cues in my head and then I picture that. So I think it's definitely, yeah, I do use visualization. It's definitely helped.
1: Yeah, yeah. I always think that's such an interesting thing, and it's, it's not new, but it's like visualizing yourself either winning or, you know, whether it's like doing something, like, you know, lifting something or achieving your goals, but what, uh, what uh, like, do you ever, do you underestimate, like, that's always a question asked, do you underestimate yourself or do you, like, predicting, like, that's, like, what what, what I think is so interesting about people, like, if you can predict something, like, okay, or we're gonna deadlift 240 pounds can I do that yes I can or 300 pounds It's like knowing where your limits are at this moment not saying that I always say limits are you, know, uh, you can always pass that you can always go mm-hmm. higher and eventually we'll start you'll plateau that's always the thing and people get scared when like oh my god I had you know I had all this amazing progress and now I'm at this point where like nothing's really changing or changing very very slowly uh, but like, you know, it's just it's just how that you just plateau and then you have to break the plateau, and then slowly move up. So how, how like, for you, what is that kind of plateau for you?
0: Um, for me, I can't usually tell. I mean, like, if I get a night of no sleep and I go into the gym, then I know, like, okay, this isn't going to be the greatest training session. But usually I can't quite tell how well things are going to go until I'm in the gym. But I've definitely found um, I'm at the point where I'm still able to make the gains. And, you know, my numbers are still increasing. But it is by no means as fast as it was when I started. So that phase of, like, newbie gains in the beginning is definitely starting to slow down. Um, I've hit multiple, not huge plateaus, but I've probably had two or three larger ones um, in my training career. And it's very annoying because you eventually come to a point when you're kind of just like, you know what, dude, maybe I'm stuck here forever. Like, this is so annoying. (laughs) And I try to just kind of think like, you know, You're not going to ever break through it if you stop. So you might as well keep pushing, keep pushing. And since I'm not focused necessarily 100% on powerlifting at all, my main goal is bodybuilding. It's not too bad for me because I'm not as number focused. But at the same time, I know that in order to grow muscle and to gain strength, you know, my numbers have to be increasing. So it can probably play with your mind more than it really does anything. And um, it's always hard. I think just sometimes you can either continue to try and, you know, fight the heavier weights or you can take a little bit of a break from them and come back and try and hit it hard again. It all just kind of depends on the person, the scenario, how long they've been training and things like that.
1: And I'm curious, what do you think about, like, lifting heavy, like, you know, max versus lifting, like, lower weight but multiple times? Like, what is your... What do you think about the difference, you know, cuz some people just go, let's go for the max. Let's go for the lifting as hard as, as much as you can.
0: Right. Um I don't ever really think that it's a good idea to constantly try and hit a one rep max because you know, that's stress on your body and your body can only mm-hmm. handle so much stress constantly. That's why I feel like there's a time and a place for the one rep maxes and there's a time and a place for You know the rep ranges of fives and there's a time and a place when you just want to focus on hypertrophy, bodybuilding type things and you're going for like 8 to 15 reps Um, so I think it also depends on your goals because I know often a lot of powerlifters will tend to have lower rep ranges just depending on their training and how they are, I know some people are different but um, and then bodybuilders I know there are a few bodybuilders I know who don't even one rep max test them at all which I honestly just enjoy doing it so every once in a while I will try for my one rep maxes because it's just nice to see that you know you're strong and your numbers are increasing or maybe you're not as strong as you thought and they could increase a little more.
1: Yeah and what about sustaining where you're at like that's always a thing I always kind of point like if you're a runner or you're a this and that like there's a certain amount of time a certain amount of kind of effort you have to put in to sustain where you're at and you know some people take it to the extreme and then they start lowering their intensity and how 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 do you work with that
0: yeah I my training intensity is pretty much always about the same I try to have a pretty like good high intensity Um, as far as what I bring to my training session, but my body, like I said, can really only handle so much. So there will be times when I'll take like, um, kind of like a deload week and I'll just do, I know I'm not as strong, so maybe I'll focus on hitting those higher reps, lower weights, or if I'm really, really, really beat, maybe I'll take like two or three days off from the gym, uh, just different things like that kind of to help let my body recover because recovery is definitely a huge plays a huge role in performance Mm
1: -hmm. and recovery like you know everyone recovers differently like some people just need like a day off some people need two days off or three days and some people you know working on one one section of the body i always think that's like a big issue with people like you know it's arm day every day that's what someone told me one time yeah it's arm day every day i was like damn that's crazy so he does his arms i think four or five times a week but you know that's that's his way of doing i'm like that doesn't seem right you know it does you know and he's he's always like my arms hurt my my you know like like this tendon hurts or like whatever he says and i'm like gosh well why don't you just you know work out your lower bottom do something else you know and people get stuck in kind of like regiments like literal literal regiments like this is what you do this day you do it that day i'm like i I, like like you're working on the same piece every day like that doesn't make any sense to me like you know switch it up you know there's so many new machines especially if you're in in a nice gym i mean there's so many gyms out there so many you know everything is so different you know And everyone's inventing things, there's literal like armbands you lift up, there's yoga, there's sports, there's, you know, so many things that can change like pieces you're working on of the body.
0: Right. I'm a huge believer in kind of auto-regulating your training. So basically like learning to listen to your body because, you know, you can go in and train something four times a week, but it's just, you can't go hard four times a week you know you're going to have to have a much lower intensity if you want to train it four times a week and for me that's kind of like not satisfying and I don't really feel like I truly get enough time to recover So that's why I try and focus on you know training each body part at least once a week and then giving myself one to two days to recover because it's just not in my opinion and with my experience I don't think it's optimal to you know go in there and hit arms that many times a week and you're more prone to injury too whenever you're you know the muscle's been overworked and you're gonna go in there and even hit it harder it just seems kind of like risky in my opinion
1: yeah that's yeah it's i can see how that it's a different point of view than i thought you know like i think sometimes that's a way of looking at it. I mean, there's so many perspectives when it comes to that. Like, it's like, oh, what if you do it four times a week, but you spread it off day, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Sunday, and mm-hmm. you know, it's like that instead of you know straight through. Like, is that right? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, you're asking the wrong person, okay? I don't, <laughs> I don't have any certificate. Like, like, like pe- people just coming up asking me questions, or like maybe I know something. Like, it's just, like, I don't know anything. Like, I literally uh, – Google is my friend, okay? Like, I've learned mm-hmm. everything through Google. And I know some of the things are right. I know my my knowledge is flawed. And, like, maybe I believe one thing and I find out, oh, that doesn't work. Or, like, that doesn't do what it says. And I'm, like, whatever, you know. Like, don't follow my advice. I give the worst advice ever. And, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I can, so, sometimes i have good points but then i also listen to myself and i'm like man that's not right i'm dumb you know it's just it's just the way of looking at it, like just trying to figure it all out and uh, nobody has all the answers especially when it comes to anything fitness related like it's like oh this coach is the best coach because he knows everything i'm like uh, oh, he doesn't know everything like th- he, there's something he's missing he's probably he probably doesn't like know all the science like if you know there's a Dr. Rhonda Patrick is one of my favorites. She breaks down all the science. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what you're talking about. And I can't listen to her because I get this kind of buzzing feeling. I'm like, oh, what? my head starts spinning. When my head starts spinning, <laughs> you know, it starts getting, like, I can't, I, I can't understand nutrition. not understand I was like, you talk about macros. I'm like, I kind of know what that is. You know, I've watched two YouTube videos. I'm good. And then, <laughs> and then it's like, maybe I really don't know what it is. And you know, whatever someone explains to me the wrong way. But you know when it comes to like in-depth synthesis, like you said pro- protein synthesis sounds like what does that mean? you know it's just like when you say those words, it, it, it detaches me. I'm like, I kind of know what that means. I, you know I relate it to something else and then I'm like, okay, that's how that works or amino acid chains or serotonin in your brain or dopamine in your brain and how you know it floods your brain at certain moments or like it's just like, It gets all twisted for me. I mean, I'm more of a like I can talk about math all day and talk about you know why calculus was invented and who who who's the king of you know. It's just like that stuff for me is much more entertaining. Or physics, I can get in deep physics. Like you know, we will start talking about time travel and like I'll say that's not possible. You can't do that. And it's just like the the way of like how 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 does that work? How does that not work? But I always just say make your own opinion. Come up with your own answers it's really it's really nobody's right or wrong it's more like it's just an experiment kind of so if right it doesn't work for you it doesn't work for you and then maybe you reasons are always what i say people need because just because something doesn't work for you and you say it doesn't work why like there's a reason like why do you think the way you're thinking and i always say that to anyone if they have like a thought like you know oh i think this why do you think that did someone tell you that or did someone did you read that somewhere did like where did you get this information you know and sometimes they don't remember I don't remember I lose track of so many things I'm like you know I said that thing did I steal that from someone did someone say that to me once and I said it to someone like "Ah, I don't know maybe possibly probably you know it's always that for me
0: right yeah it's hard and everybody's very different too so it's really individualized like what One person does maybe they train legs like four times a week, that would just not work for you. You know, less is sometimes better. What is that saying? More, some I don't know, but sometimes you don't want to overdo it.
1: (laughs) See, you're trying to quote someone and that just went off the rails,
0: exactly. I don't remember.
1: It's like, oh, okay. I always try to come up with the reason why do you think this, and it's like, okay, this is my reasoning for this, and then Mm -hmm. and then I find out like it's wrong and like you know people take it way out. i'm not saying that people take it, but it sometimes it gets really personal it's like i'm attacking your idea of like how something works and when that happens right. people start freaking out like i'm like why are you mm-hmm. freaking out? like it just doesn't make sense because it's like i don't freak out i'm like really that's not how, that's not really true or like that's true really like where where did you learn this like and they start saying and quoting things i'm like okay great You gave me the references, I'll look at it, and then I'll be like, maybe the next day I'll say, you were right, you were right, you know, it's like, it's like changing your kind of perspective, and maybe those detox things do work, but I, right now, I don't think they do, like, you cannot convince me until you can, until I see evidence, I need evidence, That's always a thing, you know, you can't come out with a product and say it does this, and no evidence, no, no trials, nothing, like, if you have no trials on your product, it really makes me go don't have anything on your product like you, you don't have like a report you know uh, you know you don't even have a fake report like, it, <laughs> like you ha- you you really didn't put enough effort to make a fake report because I've been fooled by fake reports before where it's like um, there's this I forget it was called it's called a waste book so uh, a waste what a waste book is is like whenever someone some scientist comes up with like an idea of how you know proteins work or a certain like supplement there's a waste book like things that you know seem ridiculous that are spent millions of dollars researching uh and they don't they don't think they work and then they they look at it and they're like oh we should throw this in the waste book it's stupid you know whatever and they come out later and then you find out that that was the most important thing ever it engineered hundreds of billions of new uh inventions and then you're like really they put that they threw they were about to throw that genius away like you know certain supplements certain chemical processes and you're like really like you gonna you're gonna throw away this amazing thing that would have like changed the world and it's like oh whatever but you know it's interesting it's always interesting
0: yeah that's crazy
1: Uh, i always like i always look at that i'm like wow that's amazing but thank you i can't say your name kira kira
0: kira yes kira
1: yes success all right <laughs> it's different <laughs> okay kira all right thank you kira this is a wonderful talking. to you say say bye to everyone uh, well, bye
0: thank you bye. for having me
1: it was great talking <laughs> to you i really enjoyed yes you too the conversation all right you have a nice day all right. thank you you all right, too bye.